Hello, my name is Rashonda Bray, and I'm a life coach with Infinite Ascensions Life Coaching Agency. And on this podcast, we offer just a taste of what's to come if you go to our website and sign up with a life coach today. Our themes oftentimes focuses on our personal wilderness experiences and how to take charge of your life by identifying your goals, your strengths, your resources, and creating a mindset that can help you to go from the wilderness to the life that you desire, the life that you were meant to live. Also, I highly recommend that if you have not gotten a chance to listen back to some of our former episodes, please go back and listen to episodes one up to this point because there's a lot of rich content available for free. A lot of great advice, great stories, metaphors, and just resources that you can use to encourage you and begin your journey of rediscovery, healing, and ascension. So, I want to dedicate the next few episodes that I create towards miscarriage recovery and how to begin to ascend miscarriage I too am a survivor of miscarriage in July of 2022 at about three months I experienced a miscarriage and at the time I had no idea what was going on Because I had five children prior and never experienced any kind of pregnancy complications. It was a very scary moment for me and my husband. It was very graphic. It was very painful. And because of the fact that oftentimes in our society, miscarriages... It's a, it's a taboo topic. I found myself not knowing how to process my experience and not allowing myself to grieve properly at that time. For today, I want you to take an introspective look at your own experience with miscarriage if you are a survivor. And I want you to ask yourself, when I experienced my loss, did I address it adequately or did I try to just 
suppress my emotions in regards to it and try to erase the pain and memory of the loss by moving forward as if it never happened. There are five stages of grief. The first stage is denial. The second stage of grief is bargaining. The third stage is anger. Next, we have depression. And lastly, we have acceptance. When you experience loss, did you navigate through the stages of grief? Or did you become stuck at the stage of denial? How does denial show itself when it comes to grieving and miscarriage? Denial shows itself in the forms of, again, not discussing it beyond a superficial level, pushing away supports and letting them know that you're fine and that you're okay, not calling the loss what it is, which is the loss of a child, Refusing to talk to your children if they have any, if you have any children beforehand about the loss and helping them to cope through this experience. And also to find yourself turning away or against your partner during this very pivotal and crucial time. Feeling disconnected from them, feeling detached from them. And as if you are going through this process by yourself. And that's just to name a few of the signs of denial. Take a moment, if you will, to look at your own personal experiences. Did you exhibit denial in the ways or the forms that I mentioned? Or in some other way maybe something that I didn't say maybe something that I didn't acknowledge but I want you to take some time to ask yourself how have I refused to admit the truth or reality of something the reality of the loss how have I refused to acknowledge this painful experience. Take a moment and be honest with yourself. It is not easy. It hurts. And it's very uncomfortable because of the fact that when it comes to the loss of an infant, of loss is known as a disenfranchised 
form of grief. Disenfranchised grief is the type of grief that is not socially recognized. The loss is not recognized. The griever is not recognized as someone who can or should grieve. And the circumstances of the death may lead to stigma. In addition to that, disenfranchised grief is also looked at or defined as being sheltered from upsetting events. So there's limited education on maybe the life cycle. And you're not really informed about the causes of the loss and may even at times feel isolated or excluded from others. So when it comes to miscarriage or infant loss or reproductive loss as they call it, this type of grief is disenfranchised because on a societal level, Many women assume the responsibility or the blame for the loss. Because when a miscarriage happened, there's so little information as to what caused it, that those areas of ambiguity leads the mother to internalize the situation, to interpret what it means from her standpoint and to carry that weight and responsibility for what has happened. And because there's honestly, in most cases, no rational reason, a mother may think or interpret that it was something that she ate or she may was carrying too much stress or she probably was thinking a certain way or she probably should have did this or should have did that. So a lot of should statements, a lot of um, criti- criticism will come and derive from miscarriage and the mother will carry that burden for a long time. I actually had a friend who experienced an eating disorder for a long time. She suffered from anxiety for over 15 years. And even though she had many children afterwards, that miscarriage that she had shaped her life for 15 years. And she, like I said, struggled with an eating disorder where she would not eat very much. She was very picky and she had very strict dietary measures. She would even experience panic attacks when she would be out at a restaurant. For years, we had no idea that she had this level of anxiety. But she would oftentimes cancel on going out with friends. And when she would eat, she would eat very, very little. She got down to a very small size even. And later on, when she went back to explore her eating condition, she realized that it came or began following her miscarriage, where she 
looked or she assumed that she had this miscarriage because of what she ate. She remember going to a restaurant and eating something and she did experience um, some food sickness from it. And the miscarriage followed. And as a result, she connected that event to food for a long time until she was able to go to therapy and challenge that. Because of the fact that miscarriage or reproductive loss is taboo, it is uncomfortable, it is something that many women assume the responsibility for and the blame for. There is limited resources offered in the immediate aftermath of loss. It results to mothers creating their own loose associations between the loss and the cause. It leads to them creating these core beliefs that are not validated or confirmed and it can drive their connections in the future. It can impact their connections with their children that follow if they choose to have any children afterwards. It can impair the relationship with their partner. And it can even create a disconnect between the mother and themselves where they're looking at themselves as being responsible for the loss. They'll direct the blame and the shame towards themselves and have a hard time trusting their bodies in the future and maybe even loving their bodies as well. Disenfranchised grief is what many of us experience when it comes to the loss of an infant. If I may share my own experience, I recall being in the ER and experiencing miscarriage. And when I was in the room, following an an ultrasound, a doctor came in there and told me there's nothing, there was nothing on the ultrasound. Basically meaning that there was no life. My infant was gone. But they just told me there was nothing seen on the ultrasound. After that, they said, take as much time as you need to process that. And when you're gone, when you're done, feel free to just to leave and to go home. That was what was said to me. Nothing was on the ultrasound. Take as much time as you need. When you're ready, feel free to go home. No resources provided. No counseling offered. No support groups offered. No asking, how are you doing? Are you okay? No explanation as to what could have caused the miscarriage. Nothing. Not even honestly told I had a miscarriage, just that there was nothing on the ultrasound. And just told to leave afterwards. Thankfully I had a friend who works in. Works with maternity. 
And I asked him, even though I had a miscarriage, are there some precautions I should take with my body? Because technically my body delivered an infant. Technically my body did, you know, push out an infant. I was experiencing contractions and everything. My body was open. Should I do anything as far as recovery? And they recommended not, I, I don't have to take six weeks, but to still give my body about two to three weeks to relax, kind of stay off my feet, kind of follow the um, routine or the recommendations that I would have to follow if I would have went full term. So that was suggested to me. I noticed that in the aftermath of the miscarriage, that was a wilderness experience for me because it caused me to isolate from my children. It caused me to isolate from my partner. It caused me to isolate from myself. And initially I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about the miscarriage because I internalized it and the way that I internalized it caused me to feel shame and embarrassment. I was embarrassed, I was shamed. And I thought to myself, like, man, I'm not a good wife. Like, my husband trusted me with my child, and I miscarried the child. I don't know why, but when I think of mis- miscarry, it's like somebody passed me a baton or they threw a ball to me, right? And I, I couldn't catch it. They trusted me enough to throw it to me, to pass it to me, and it was an incomplete pass. And it fell on the ground and it's like, man, all you have to do is carry this. I just don't like to use the term miscarriage. I know that it's something that is common, but for me, I like to call it the loss of a child. There's no miss about it. When I took the test and it said positive, and I took 40,000 more tests and it said positive, I knew all right, yep, there's, a, there's a, a child inside of me. When I got to hear that child's heartbeat, I thought, there's a child inside of me, there's a life inside of me. As I began to put on weight and my body prepared itself for an infant, I had the mindset, there's a, I'm, I'm preparing to see my child. We even had a name for our child at that point, even at three months, we had a name. The children were excited. We were already looking at things for the baby. We were extremely ecstatic for this new arrival. And then to just suddenly lose her. It was devastated. It was a loss. But instead of addressing the loss, I stayed in a place of denial. I stayed in a place of denial. I stayed stuck and stagnant at a place of denial. I want to encourage all those who are listening who can relate to the loss of a child of an infant. I want to encourage you to first off identify whether or not you are in a stage of denial And how long have you been in this stage? And how does denial manifest within your home? And if you find that you are stuck in the wilderness of denial, 
I want to encourage you to transition to the next stage. I want you to, to encourage you to move to the next stage. I'm not saying move to acceptance right away necessarily because it requires work to reach the place of acceptance. You could be in denial about that, thinking that you're at a place of acceptance and you're really just in denial. You're really refusing to address and acknowledge your pain and the loss. I want to encourage you to move out of denial and to experience the stages of grief. It is a process. It's not a fun process. It can be painful at times. But it's a necessary process because it all plays a role in your healing and recovery. We want to navigate through the wilderness of miscarriage loss. We want to navigate through this wilderness. And so the first thing you have to do is recognize where you are. Where's your location? Recognize where you are. Recognize and acknowledge that you lost a child. And allow the emotions connected to that to flow. You don't have to feel guilty for crying over your child. You don't have to feel guilty and, and ignore this loss because you never got a chance to hold them in your arms. Or maybe you did. But there's no sign of life. I was told once. At least you have other children. And I thought to myself. If I saw the loss as just a miscarriage. Or if I did not count this life as a child, then that would have sufficed for me. Because I understand and realize that I lost a child. I hold that loss on the same level as if I lost my 13-year-old, my 12-year-old, my 11-year-old, my 8-year-old, my 4-year-old. I hold this loss to that same level. To the same level. Because each child came to this earth the same way. They all had the same start that my angel baby had. And I built with each and every one of them. To me, it hurts even worse because I didn't get a chance to build with them. I didn't get a chance to hold her or him. I didn't get a chance to give them kisses and hugs. I didn't get a chance to to breastfeed them. I didn't get a chance to to dress them up and to pour into them and to be with them. I didn't get that opportunity. And that hurts. It's okay to acknowledge and put the infant that you lost on the same level as your children because it is the same thing. Ask yourself, are you in a place of denial? Ask yourself, are you wandering through the wilderness of denial? And why does this matter? The reason why this matters is because when we fail to 
recognize and acknowledge the loss and call this loss what it is and begin to heal and to navigate through the wilderness of miscarriage. It can negatively affect our future. When it comes to infant loss, unresolved infant loss, it places us at higher risk for postpartum depression. It places us at a higher risk for postpartum depression. It could lead to a lack of attachment to our children that proceed or follow. It could lead to us not being connected to our infant during pregnancy. And we can find ourselves carrying the next child in anxiety and fear the whole time. Unresolved loss can cause us to be in a perpetual state of isolation. It can cause us to push away those who we love. And it can even lead us to become detached from our partner as well. Ultimately, we are wandering through the wilderness alone with no resources. We have no idea where we are. We have no clue as to the direction that we need to go in to get out. We are not safe. We're not protected in any way, shape, or form. And we are stuck. The sun is beating down on us. We're surrounded by sand, miles and miles of sand and cactuses and sandstorms. And we are alone, exposed to the elements of the wilderness. At risk of death. We want to identify where we are. We want to know where we're going. What's on the other side of grief is healing. What direction did I need to go in to reach a place of healing? What resources do I have available? Who's my support system? How can I increase my support system? How can I mobilize and move forward following this loss? And how can I ascend, despite of what I've been through, and reach the next level of myself? It's a lot to think about, but I encourage you to start thinking about it. It doesn't matter how long ago it has been. It doesn't matter how long you have ignored it or shut it out of your mind. You have not buried your infant. You carry your infant still and the weight and the hurt and the pain of it. You just tucked it deep deep inside your mind, your subconscious mind. But it's there and it motivates and drives everything that you do and how you navigate. And if it hasn't arisen to the surface yet, 
if you decide to have another child and you get an opportunity to carry again, it's going to rise to the surface and it's not going to be a pleasant experience of carrying your child. So let's begin to unpack denial in our lives and let us figure out how do we transition out of denial to the next stage of grief, which may be bargaining, maybe some anger, maybe some depression even. I know that those stages are not, we're not too fond of those stages, but it's a part of the healing process. It's a part of the healing process. Each of these stages play a significant role. And we do have to resolve the challenges of each of these stages. It does make us better. It does help us to grow. It does help us to gain a deeper understanding of the beauty of life and how precious life is and why it's so important to appreciate all the relationships that we have around us. It does help us to reach a place where we master our mind, where we take hold of our mind and we declutter negative core beliefs that have developed from the loss. And it helps us to move forward. Grief is a process when you are actively working through it. If we don't work on grief and we choose to stay in a place of denial then grief becomes our lives grief becomes a state of being grief becomes our identity grief becomes the way that we interact and navigate through this world and ultimately grief will keep us from living the life that we're meant to live I hope that this was helpful on today I hope that this helps us in our journey of healing and recovery. I hope that if this resonates with you in any way, shape, or form, that you begin the process of healing. I highly recommend that you seek a local counselor or therapist. And also, for sure, definitely check out InfiniteAscensions.org if you're interested in meeting with one of our life coaches and working through miscarriage and reproductive loss. I'm also a licensed therapist, and I'm licensed in the states of D.C. and also in Kentucky. So if you are from those areas and you're interested and receiving counseling, life coaching, or even therapeutic services if you're from those um, areas, D.C. and Kentucky. We will be glad to accommodate you and to work with you and help you to ascend and reach your fullest potential. We are here to help you to heal and not simply to cope. We are here to help you to restore order to your life and to live the life that you are predestined to live. Again, my name is Shonda Bray. I'm a life coach with Infinite Ascensions, 
And I hope that this discussion was helpful on today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to put it in the comment section below. And again, if you're interested in receiving services, please check out our website at www.infiniteascensions.org. Again, that is www.infinite, no space, ascensions.org, all lowercase. We'll be glad to help you and we would love to assist you on your journey. Thank you for listening and have a great day.